Hey, First Class Counselors listeners, it's Matt here, and we are so excited to bring you this crossover episode with the Substantiate podcast. Will is a great podcast host that talks about hypothetical sports situations with famous people put into those, and it is a ton of fun, and we had to jump in on the fun. So we are bringing you the second part of this episode where we have each drafted a team of superheroes to compete in a color games, color war, style competition. Now, if you want to check out the first part where we're drafting the teams and talking about why we're picking who we're picking, you can jump over to the Substantiate podcast feed and check out all the fun there. We'll put the link and the auto player in our show notes so you can just jump right in. So go to gocamp.pro slash FCC and you'll be able to find this episode with part one embedded right inside of it. All right, let's jump in. This is First Class Counselors. This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. Hello, Camp Pros. This is Oliver Gregan. My pronouns are he, him, and I am the executive director of YMCA Camp Winona. Oh, Oliver, it's so good to hear you say that for the first time on the podcast. My name's uh, Matt Hansberger. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm the executive producer of podcasting for Go Camp Pro, an experiential educator in Toronto, Ontario. And I am so glad to welcome you to this special episode of First Class Counselors. This is a series for the camp directors to give to their counselors as they hire and prepare them for the upcoming summer. And even though this is a fun one and a little bit different, we know that great camp counselors are the key to kids coming back year after year. And if they have the tools and ideas um, and they know all of these games and exciting things they can do with kids, they will make that campers week and they'll come back to camp. So that's why we do what we do here. And we brought in a special guest to help us this time. So thank you for tuning into First Class Counselors. Here we're going to cover one specific topic and cover the essentials <laughs> as fast as we can. That's a, we can't even say that. That's not even true for this episode. We're going to go deep. It's going to be different. Let's, let's just get into it. But I need to say they can't go without. Sorry. It's the need to knows. We can't go without. The fundamentals. The basics. Oh, it's just a relief to know yeah. that yeah, we have yeah, some yeah. common ground. But what are we talking about today? Well, today's show, like Matt said, is very special. It's not the average one. Today, we are teaming up with another podcast called Substantiate. It's hosted by William Glasser. And this is actually the second part of our two-part episode where we brought in our guest and he brought us in for his show. In the first part on Substantiate, we drafted, drafted some of the MCU Avengers who will now compete in some of our favorite camp-style ultimate field day games. That's right. We pick some of the games based on ones that we love and ones that you might not know. So in true to camp form, uh, true to first class counselors form, we're going to teach you some stuff in this, but we're going to have a lot of fun along the way because our Avengers are going to be randomly drafted into some of the games. And then we've picked our teams to go into the relay race. So the games are a little bit random um, and there will be a winner. There will be no ties today. I don't think it's <laughs> actually possible to happen. Um, so before we get into our teams and the events and actually playing the games, I wanted to turn it over to uh, my good friend, Will, to introduce uh, you and tell, tell, Will, tell us a bit about uh, Substantiate. What's the podcast all about? Yep. So first of all, thanks for having me on and uh, in working with me for this collaboration here. And yeah, so Substantiate, I talk about hypothetical sports matchups, like who would win if Michael Jordan played Stephen Curry in golf, or, or uh, two teams of MLB players playing handball, or even just a couple of weeks ago, MCU heroes versus villains playing ice hockey. And, and tonight we are just here talking about another hypothetical sports matchup, bringing a little substantiate style, a little first class counselor style, mixing it all up tonight and having some fun. Awesome. Okay. So, so far we've picked our teams. 
We have some events ready to go, um, but why don't we, you know, everyone's waiting to hear what the teams are. If you haven't listened to the substantiate <laughs> episode where we, we go deep into the draft, you can hear me make a fool of myself when I forget <laughs> uh, the difference between Marvel and DC. Um, let's reveal the teams. So the uh, let's start with the substantiate teams. Will, you have your team picked. Who is on your team? Yep. So I'm just reading them in the order I picked them. So first is Captain America, then Black Widow, Black Panther, Okoye, and Gamora. Okay. Um, and what we've discovered, if you also listen to Substantiate, is that Oliver has been a secret comic book, a uh, little bit of a, a, a MCU dork in here. And I love that about him. It makes me love you even more, Oliver. Can you please tell our listeners what our team is? Yeah, uh, I'll give them as campy as an entrance as I can. So uh, let's see. Our first uh, player on our team coming as the god of thunder is the Marvel superhero Thor. Is he small? Is he giant? We don't know, but he can come and change the size of everything around him. Ant-Man is our friend, but don't be too slow on the entrance there because he's coming in right behind you as fast as he can. We have Quicksilver taking on the speed for our team. But we wanted a little bit of strength in here, some some gusto, some power. We didn't want to go with the classic Hulk. We've seen him all the time. We wanted to pick one of his partners, and we said today is going to be the wonderful, the mighty, the strong She-Hulk. And then last but not least, we needed to pick someone who could still be a camper if we really needed them to be. And we went with <laughs> the classic, the favorite, Spider-Man. Nice. Yeah, I, I feel like you you really won that one on the intro. Glad that wasn't an event. <laughs> bonus point. We'll take a bonus point. We're gonna we're gonna need it, I think. So <laughs> I've I've been doing this for too long. You couldn't have fun if you weren't going for it. All right. Um <clears throat> all right, Matt, do you mind if uh we go over kind of what the rules of the day are gonna be? Yes. All so right. we, we are going to be starting with five events. So typically we're talking about color war, color games, um, style events. And the way that we've done them at, at you know, our camps, we've done them in different ways. Sometimes there's a big relay and we will do the big relay, which is a bunch of like mini events. That's essentially a race. You have to complete the events to do the race. But also one of my favorite things about a bigger color games or color war are the small events that lead up to it. There's a bit of a crowd. It's a little weird. Weird. Um, so we so we're gonna do the relay and we've picked our teams for the relay because we want the best of the best. But that uh wouldn't be the most fun if we did that all the time. So we have five events that are kind of unique things we're gonna teach you about, and then we're gonna randomly draft our superheroes into that and have a quick discussion on who we think is gonna win. The small events we'll do first, those are worth five points each for the win in that event. And then who wins the overall relay, which will be uh, five events with a big finishing canoe race. The winner of that will get 15 points and the winner will win this battle of first class counselors versus versus substantiate. All right. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. I'm going to first be generating the players for each game. So uh, first up is we're going to be generating each player for William's team is has a specific number with them. When I click this button, we're going to get a random number. And the random number for you is number three. In the first competition we'll be having today, Black Panther will be representing William's team. Oh, yeah. And coming out of the first class counselor's corner, we have number five, Spider-Man. So in our first game of the day, we have Black Panther versus Spider-Man. We have some wisdom and experience against some newfound Marvel. So what game do you think we're going to be playing, though? That's the trick of the day. Let's see what these two will face off and do. Random number generating. We're going into the mud schluck. <laughs> oh, okay. Oliver, tell, can you tell, uh, how does the mud schluck work? How can uh, somebody set this up at their own camp? All right. This game is pretty simple. I've seen it at a few camps. There's a couple ways to set it up, but it is a pretty intensive one if you don't have some of the environment sometimes, but any camp can do it. Um, so essentially you pick a spot on camp that maybe you don't care too much about and you're going to get it. You're going to turn up that soil and make it as muddy as possible. Bring some buckets of water, 
sometimes having it by a body of water. I've seen a camp that does this in their swamp that they have kind of on camp, but essentially is on one side of your muddy basin of water, there will be a puzzle. And on the other side, there will be a table to work on. The two players or the team of players, if you choose to do it this way, will schluck their way through the mud that you develop, typically saying you have to do an army crawl. If, if the water is too deep, you could do a walk uh, it really depends on the consistency of schmuck and muck you got going on uh, on your campground. And they will retrieve the puzzle pieces and then return back to build the puzzle. All right. For a total of five points right now, we're going to have the Black Panther and Spider-Man schlucking through the mud. And just to be specific, in this game, you can't go around the mud. Spider-Man will not be able to web shoot his way over it. Everyone's getting muddy. Everyone's going through it. So let's talk about who is going to win the mud schluck. William, would you like to start off, defend your Black Panther? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, there, uh, we were talking a little about Survivor before we started in some of these events, and that was a very good Jeff Probst. Yeah, so Black Panther, he is a player. He's extremely strong, so working his way through the mud, he'll be able to do that. He's not afraid to get dirty. You know, we saw him take on effectively a do or die scenario fighting against Killmonger for the for the ruling of Wakanda. And he went through that. Eventually, he survives Chadwick Boseman, unfortunately, uh, obviously passed away last year. But regardless, uh, Black Panther, strong, agile, quick, and all the technology built into his suit. I'm thinking about his sister, and she's probably going to somehow put something in there, or maybe it's already in there, something water repellent, uh-huh. something that's going to keep him clean, allow him to move slickly right through. Uh-huh. And something with Black Panther, and I know Iron Man isn't on either of our teams, but I would love to see a Stark Industries Wakanda technology crossover, Ooh. just like we're doing Ooh. tonight, make wow. the ultimate suit. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, Spider-Man uh, is one of my favorite superheroes. And if you listen to Substantiate, you'll find out why. But part of the reason is because he has this power. I think he, he matches. He's probably not as quite as strong as Black Panther, but he does have, you know, superhuman strength. Um but I think the web slingers are going to get him here because typically you're going to play this. Like I'm picture like, you know, in a forest or at camp, there's something in the distance. So he's going to get into the mud and instantly shoot his web slingers across and just like pull himself through. Cause I think black Panther, he can't like extend himself. Right. He, he could like push off of the edge and go pretty fast. But I do think that the web slingers would pull Spider-Man forward and get to the other side um, super fast. Well, here's the question is, who do we think is going to be the winner in this competition? I have obviously some favoritism and bias towards my own team <laughs> with Spider-Man here. I also, I just think that Spider-Man has a lot of, you know, strength inside of him. Um, spiders, you can find them in a swampy kind of environment, a muddy kind of environment, and they would just walk on top of the mud, right? They have that light as a feather kind of thing. So I'm even thinking that maybe Spider-Man doesn't have to worry about the mud. And to William's point, though, is... William brought up the idea that Surrey is going to outfit, you know, Black Panther with a pretty nice suit with, you know, some nice things. But must I remind you on the flip side, we do have Iron Man who's designing Spider-Man suit, right? So if you got the Iron Spider-Man, Iron Spider suit, you know, maybe he's making that job of slucking through the mud a little bit easier. So (laughs) how do we, we haven't actually decided when we're facing off like this, how we want the winner to be decided. Yeah, so I mean, I'll tell you one thing from now being around 20 episodes in on Substantiate and having a lot of times having bias, it's not always that you're so much rooting for the team of characters that you created, but you don't want to be wrong. So I've noticed that over all the guests I've had on and of myself. So (laughs) putting... Putting bias beside is uh, is kind of admitting yourself to be wrong, which isn't easy for yeah. anyone. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, obviously two to one here <laughs> that 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 wouldn't look very good for me. And uh, I'm not going to outstep my place on this podcast, <laughs> but 
<laughs> but I, I think, you know, if <laughs> I think we can make this reasonable. <laughs> yeah. I, I only think Spider-Man, you know, I will concede when it comes to conceding. I think that they're so evenly matched except for the web slingers, right? And that's, that's just a part of him. It's not something that's been added on to him. Even if you went with like no upgrades of technology, he still has that thing. And, and if I can bring up one other point with Black Panther with any resistance in the mud, like when Black Panther gets shot, right, the suit absorbs like whatever it is, the energy, uh, the kinetic energy in the bullet or something mm-hmm. like that. And I, I'm, I don't know if that would work the same way with resistance against mud, but there could definitely be something like that where to the point where he may get behind in the first half of the, of this race, I guess you could call it across the, across the mud where in the second half, maybe whatever that power is, he's just getting back in there into Spider-Man where, you know, at first he may be like, all right, well, I'm just effectively being dragged through the mud here. Then maybe it's a rock midway through or something and and everything's not going too smoothly. So there's a few different things going on here. And uh, in, in terms of the mud, I would have to give this one to Black Panther for one reason here, which is going to be without the suit, he's just a bigger, stronger person. And although in the bud, bigger may not be the best, he has more experience with everything. Like even in that fight uh, in in the Black Panther movie, he's you know that's in like some kind of water, and and I think he'll still be able to to come out on top here okay well since we can't decide and we both put forward good (laughs) arguments let's flip a coin maybe that's just the best way we're going to solve this because i think we could argue you know because i I think they're all great points so uh and also to the same point like i've had some episodes where where we've agreed that all right well maybe it's 60 40 here and having a coin or some kind of chance in the way it falls one night right you play the nba finals for a reason even though the warriors were better than the Cavs that year right? right to to see who is better and in that that's what this coin flip can be perfect love it okay uh i'm holding my wood cookie here um my camp name is on one side of it and it's not we'll say camp name is for our team and non-camp name is for your team okay well you don't have your camp name yet once you become a camp staff you will get your camp (laughs) name so um here we go the winner is spider-man wins this one sorry good arguments for both well we'll get them back we'll get them that's right all right, we're moving on to our next game. Let's figure out who our players are going to be. So let's number generate. Number five, we have a Koye who's going to be representing William's team and will generate for first class counselors. Number two, we have Ant-Man coming in for the first class counselors team. And let's see what these two are going to be facing off. We have a Koye versus Ant-Man in Gladiator. Whoa. Interesting. Okay. So I'll give you a quick background on Gladiator. So you can do this at your own camp. One of my favorite uh, games, basically you set up about five picnic tables up on their ends. So you have kind of big barriers. If you do, if you have camp in a gym, you could use gym, gym mats really easily for this, but essentially our, characters are going to be going face to face in this one where one character is trying to zigzag from gym mat to gym mat to get to the end of like a race course without getting hit by a dodgeball because the other character is at the top of the course on a on a picnic table where they're throwing dodgeballs and trying to pelt that person the um the other person who's going through the zigzag gets a tennis ball at each station. And I usually have a basketball net or like a, a target set up. And if they hit that target with the tennis ball, they also win. So they get to the end of the relay course without getting hit, they win, or they hit the t- target with the tennis ball. So I think for this, we'll have a Corrier, um, We'll do two kind of quick rounds. We would think about it. Who would be the better dodgeball thrower? Who's likely to hit that person and who's going to get through the relay race or dodge it the fastest mm-hmm. um so i think i think that's does that clear about gladiator will do you want to if you have any questions or you can kick us off yeah yeah i think that it yeah just having that agility part of it and then being able to throw the ball and hit it so if we start here looking at okoye's agility she is uh, you know we were saying it before when i drafted her 
She is a very agile human being. She doesn't need all the fancy suits and technology. She's not she Hulk who's, uh, you know, has a, it was a bit more bulky. She, she's someone that in also to that point, she Hulk is a bigger target in general. Ooh. And uh, oh, hold co- on, William. It's Ant-Man versus Okoye. Yeah, I know. I'm saying like, uh, uh okay. It's like, just comparing them in general. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. At the same time, to that point, <laughs> Ant Man is to the advantage I just talked about. That times infinite, however small an atom is. So uh, he is. He'll be small, and I, I mean, if if he has to throw a tennis ball or hit something, uh, that might not be the easiest to do. But I mean, like you, you got lucky that he was picked for yeah. this event. <laughs> well, and I think for the dodging part, yeah, for sure, I think he would he would win that. Whether he gets to the end of the course or throws the tennis ball, but for the throwing part, I would give it to Okoye. Like I will concede that. I mean, yeah. unless Ant Man made the dodgeball super big, but I think that's that's stretching the event a little bit. Um, yeah. And he wouldn't be that even if he got really big and threw the dodgeball, he wouldn't be that accurate at it. So I think Okoye would win in that sense um, because she would probably get through the course just because she's agile. She would for sure hit the tennis mm-hmm. ball on the target. So unless Oliver, you have another thought. If my thought is this goes to a coin flip again. Well, my thought is there's a chance that Ant-Man can hit Okoye with a dodgeball, right? Like her size is not changing. Granted, she has great athleticism. Um, but there's a chance Ant-Man could hit her, right? There's like still human, right? right? Whereas with Ant-Man, he can shrink to a size. It's never going to happen, right? It's good. It's impossible. Um, so that's really the difference maker for me is that he just has an ability that's going to put him on another plane that for her, it's, it's going to be standing there going, I don't even know where he is. He's so small. I can't find him. There's this course. And if you remember from the Ant-Man movie where he's in house arrest, that man knows how to get around a course, right? Like he built an right. entire like slide and, and jungle gym and all this kind of stuff inside of his house. So he knows his way around a course or, or like an obstacle thing. That's true. If, if you took this and you played the event a million times, right? If we took this to the nth degree, Akoya will never hit Ant-Man. But Ant-Man might, even in a one in a million, I think he's got a shot to hit her. Okay, so taking that and a little of what I was talking about in the last event, uh, I, I just pulled up an adjustable spinner here. Yeah. So we can set like percentages for this. Ooh. So if so here, and then I can share my screen so it's totally legit, but yes. <laughs> um but we're 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 just looking at this here. And it would would we say 40, 60 is a good number? Change it 35, 65. What are your thoughts on chance? I like it. Let me see. I, I would probably put it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to split the game. It's like kind of multiple right. elements, right? So it's the mm-hmm. can you hit them with a ball, right? Can you dodge a ball? Can you make a shot? Um, with a tennis ball, right? yeah. It, with those tennis balls, right? So those are the kind of the three thing, the three core things. Right. Um, the only thing that really comes to my head though, that really matters though, is at the end of the day, none of it matters if you don't, like if you get hit, right? So right. the number one priority is don't get hit because you can get to the end of the course and still score, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why don't we call it like 70, 30? Okay. Like, does that seem reasonable, Will, And your? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 70, 30. Here we yeah. go. Now, 70, 30 doesn't sound that bad, but when you look at that pie chart yeah. there. Yeah, Koi <laughs> yeah, is in trouble. All right. Let's see how it goes. I love it. I love this. Oh. Okay. All right. So the day, the <laughs> day goes. Damn, man. Yeah. All right. All right. We're getting some, uh, some good things for our viewers out there. Um, I like that. Thank you for that, Will. Maybe we'll come back to it. Um, okay. All right, number three. Time to random number generate. Here we go. Uh, playing for Will's team is Cap. Captain America is coming up now. Oh, yeah. And playing for first class counselors is She Hulk. Okay. 
All right. And now it's time to decide what the game will be. It's time for a frozen T-shirt competition. Uh, All right. This is a classic camp favorite of mine. So uh, would you mind if I give a quick description of it? Please. All right. All right. If we haven't talked about it on the show before, this is a great way to have some fun. And it's even better when there's a crowd. So what you're going to do is you're going to find a large T-shirt, maybe one that's in your camp store that you don't care anymore. You know, one of those shirts that's been sitting on the back shelf for a couple of years and no one's bought that kind of a shirt. Uh, and you're going to take it, you're going to put it into a tin of some sort. I usually say spray that tin with some uh you know, some vegetable oil or something to make sure it's not sticky, that the ice will pop out afterwards. Because what you're doing is you're going to soak that water. uh, You're going to soak that t-shirt in some water and stick it in the freezer overnight. So the best part about this game is if a counselor is playing it and you see them and you're a camp director, you know that they were thinking ahead of time. It's a great prep game. Nice. Uh, So what happens then is that giant block of ice gets delivered to your two competitors with the t-shirt frozen inside. The two of them must then destroy the ice and then open the t-shirt it's extremely difficult uh, and does take some time i myself am a professional at it and will play it any day in fact i know i could beat the two competitors we have on the table today cap and she hulk would fall fall hard to my amazing frozen t-shirt abilities I thought that I thought that you were saying I thought you were saying you'd beat Will and I. I was like, wow, that's (laughs) we're just like competitive in this way, I guess. Okay, cool. Oh, I I know I could beat both of you. I'm not scared. (laughs) This is something I have I don't think I've ever lost a frozen t-shirt competition. I once did so well that I got a t-shirt open, put it on, and then while other people were still trying to do their (laughs) t-shirt, I grabbed an extra one and did it for fun and put that on. And I did a double frozen t-shirt, which maybe was a little showboaty and a little bit say. ego filled, but it felt real good. It's a weird flex, but okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. But we got cap versus she Hulk. Let's start the debate. We let off last time with first class counselors, William, it's going to be your turn to lead off. Why is cap going to win this frozen t-shirt competition? You got a hard one to beat with she Hulk. She's, she's strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just remind me, what are they, uh, what, what are they getting at this shirt or block of ice with uh, the hands? All you got is, is oh, yeah, what just you were given from your parents, right? Okay. You're smashing it on the ground. You're doing whatever you can holding it against your body, putting it under an armpit. Whatever works. I would say that Cap gets a shield, though. Wouldn't you? Like Cap always has a shield. He's almost like never without it. I don't know. I the part of the competition, like I wouldn't. I yeah, would even okay. question giving like Iron Man his suit in this, right? Like right. this is right. I mean, well, I, uh, I would well, say the I, one thing I'll bring up about that is when we had Black Panther and Spider Man. He had his tech. Mm, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would, so to reflect, if the Iron Man was in this, I would say probably I wouldn't give him like his blasters, right? The, I think the part of this competition is it's a, like, for lack of a better way, like a physical Mm -hmm. strength competition. You're not going to be allowed to blow the ice to kingdom come. Thor couldn't use his thunderbolt. Yeah. And and still, even in the Iron Man movies and they show inside the helmet and he's still got blood dripping down his face. So, I mean, I mean, don't worry about, don't worry about Iron Man safety, but like, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. He needs a seatbelt in there. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Um, All right. So we have uh, she Hulk and Captain America here. So, Obviously, She-Hulk, I don't know uh, as much about She-Hulk because she's not in MCU yet, but uh, if she's anything like regular Hulk with the gamma radiation, and she is very strong. And when it, if you're talking about just the strength part of it, then Captain America, he is obviously all of his strength is artificial from being injected by it was either Spider-Man's father, uh, not Spider-Man, Iron Man's father, or grandfather, forget which one in Captain America, the first Avenger. But he is he's still uh, you could argue as strong as a human could be, even if not natural. But if it comes to this whole gamma radiation thing, and granted, I'm I'm no expert on gamma radiation, but if it has anything to do with heating anything up, 
then, you know, it, obviously if you're trying to melt or destroy a, a brick of ice effectively, or even just softening it up a, li- a little, even though there's not going to get too sciencey, but still anything along that side, if, if she's able to do any of that and soften up that ice a little bit, that could play to her advantage. I'm going to argue against ourselves a little bit and just that like She-Hulk is very smart. There is, is like smarter of the two Hulks. I think Captain America, like, I think he's like, he has some ingenuity in him, right? He has, he's so creative in all the ways, like he attacks people and all like the way he uses his shield just speaks to that ingenuity. And I wonder if She-Hulk, like it does take Bruce brute force to destroy the ice, but there is a bit of like dexterity required to like get it apart. And like, I, maybe I'm thinking too much of just, you know, straight up Hulk, but like Hulk would just like smash the t-shirt and it would just like disintegrate out of being smashed too. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I can, it, I don't know if I could just give it to She-Hulk in that way. I, I give it a kind of one-sided in my head. I know that Jennifer or Jen, who is She-Hulk, is extremely intelligent off the bat. But also, my biggest argument here is I think Cap would look at that block of ice and just be petrified because he spent 60 oh, years frozen in a point. block of ice, right? Like, this is, it's it's you know, it's his nightmare come to true life. And now he's got to try to overcome it. Granted, I think Cap can do it. He's got the mindset for it to overcome incredible odds. But there's that pause, right? And that pause, when you got She-Hulk on the other side, it's just too much to overcome. She's going to have that shirt out of that ice block. And then the hard part of ripping it open afterwards and getting it over your head, she's got it. I got She-Hulk in mind. For me, this is this is an easy one. I love Cap. He's one of my faves. But he's just in a competition that's set apart. And I mean, when I was drafting my team and I deliberately went for team players, Captain America, Natasha Romanoff or Black Widow, uh, Black Panther, Okoye, etc. And to that point, I don't think Cap will be too petrified by the ice. But again, to the whole point of of him, it, in terms of experience in Captain America, the first Avenger, which is sometime in the early 1940s, obviously during World War II. And he's only 27 then. I just looked it up. And so if you take that, so then add once he wakes up, so say that's like another 10 years. So he's still very young and doesn't have that much experience in that sense. Mm. Um, But when it comes to battle experience, obviously he's got that, but but here again, I think the edge goes to She-Hulk and something maybe more like 80-20. The odds are stacking up against me here. <laughs> but if uh, I think that it's not 100% She-Hulk, but it's very close to being okay. decided for her. So do we want to call it or do we, do we want to put it to the wheel? But let's put it to the wheel. Why not? All right. All right. Let's uh, up this to... Ooh, nice slider there. There we go. All right. Again, that's a tiny (laughs) sliver. I do like the wheel. Anything can happen. All right. right, She-Hulk takes it. Okay. She-Hulk wins. Uh, That does put first-class counselors in the lead now with three of the prior games going to them. Um, How many points is that? That's a total of 15 points. That's the cost of the relay right now. So you need to at least win one of these next yeah. two games to stay in it for a tie. All right. So with that being said, it's time to generate a random number that will tell us who's playing in the next game. Lots and of computer generating got, here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're just we're just ants in a system, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> playing. <laughs> Playing for William's team is going to be Gamora. All right. And playing for the first class counselor's team is going to be Quicksilver. Ooh. It's a good matchup. All right. It's not a bad matchup. We'll see what they're going to be playing in today. We have two games left. And the game that's being played is the long distance decode. Okay. 
so long distance decode is a great little game you can do in tons of different ways uh, we're borrowing this one i think from survivor we've seen a couple different ways basically participants have to run a long distance and uh, the other they have a puzzle in front of them then they have to run in a long distance to figure out the cipher of that puzzle so it could be like you know triangle equals a triangle with two dots equals b it, whatever that cipher is or maybe it's a a shape or something like that equals the combination. They have to run all the way back to uh, figure out what the um, what the answer is to the um, to the decoder question. So, I, I think any any other comments on how you could run that at your own camp or ways that you've seen it done? No, not too much. Um, it, honestly, it's it's just that challenge of trying to memorize something and get it back. If you are trying to be creative with how your camp is going to do it. Um, just try to think about those core elements, right? Like what's something challenging to memorize and then bring it back. I've seen, you know, uh, camps that do this and they are just in a gym, right? So they don't have a lot of space to run, but they'll create something that's longer and harder to memorize. Right. Right. So that's, that's another option. And you just focus on that key component of it. Um, so for today, we've got Gamora versus Quicksilver. Um, I'm leaning towards a specific person. I feel like it, he's, this was the this the game brutal. he was meant to play. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I don't know how, unless she pulls out, you know, the spaceship that they fly for the Guardians of the Galaxy, Quicksilver can go back and forth. And it doesn't even matter if he remembers it or doesn't remember it a hundred times. He's going to eventually get that down um, before Gamora even gets back and forth once or twice. It's to anyone listening to just the audio version, at least I screen shared the spinner so you knew it was legit. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he, he, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we, we chose, you know, but I think that's interesting, Will. Like you, you have an experience as a camper, as a summer, as a camper. And mm-hmm. for you, like, I, I think a lot of the thing, it sounds like you've had a really great camp experience and like the aspect of being a team and working together and all those things are, are important for the overall feeling of camp. Oliver and I are just competitive monsters. And we were thinking of like, what is, what is the way that we can game the system with the best superpowers possible? So this might shake out differently in the relay. Um, but it, it, I, yeah, you know, honestly, and also, what this was though, this was Matt and I with just pent up counselor rage of always losing yeah. just coming into fruition. Of, <laughs> All right, we're going to pick, we're finally getting to pick like the star people to win the game. We don't need to worry about time. We're going to, let's do this. Um, that, that's what this is right now. Yeah. I'll say in my camp experience, I've been to sleepaway camp now for four years. I've won color war all four years, uh, nice. two teams. And in even the day camp I went to before that for the, they called it the Olympics. So for the senior Olympics, for the older campers, I won that also. So if we include this, I might be five and one after today, but I'm not going down <laughs> without a fight. So like in the meantime, we've got still Gamora and Quicksilver and, you know, we'll still talk about this matchup a little bit, uh, pay our respects to Gamora, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, the, the strengths that Gamora has, she's, she's strong, she's fearless and, you know, she's not going to be intimidated by Quicksilver, even though, uh, even though I, it's safe to say Quicksilver is winning this, but when it comes to a memory part, I mean, the memory part, almost doesn't matter for Quicksilver. Uh, but for Gamora, I think she could she could work something out. And if she can put her mind to it, then I think she can do it. I mean, in Guardians of the Galaxy, in the MCU, she doesn't have to do that much with with memory or anything. But uh, I, I still think if she puts her mind to it, she can. I, I think... In defense of Gamora, although I 100% am Quicksilver is going to win this, it's it's a tortoise and the hare, and the tortoise didn't even get to know where the starting line was. Uh, it, Gamora, if she gets to it and gets back, she I think she'd remember it in one go, right? I feel yeah. like she's a trained soldier. She, is, she knows exactly what she has to do. She's mission-oriented. 
There's no mistakes, right? Yeah. That is the type of person she is. There's no going back and forth. Where with Quicksilver, it's going to be back and forth a bunch of times. The unfortunate part about it is he can do those and it's not even a challenge, right? She's still making her run to the board while he's finishing up the code. So yeah, I would, I would say this is a pretty quick and easy one with Quicksilver there. All right. Now for the sake of it, 99 to one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. Go for it. <laughs> Here's the one. Here, I'll tell you what the one is. The <laughs> one is that he still has to get the host of the game to tell him that he's correct. And that means he needs to go back down to normal speed, at least for that extra second for the host to say, no, you didn't get it right. Cause so even if he brute forces it, he could brute force it so many times that he's just wrong. I think it would take a little bit of time. We'll get let's do the let's put the one in here. And I'm gonna go bananas. <laughs> well, actually, this is only letting me do 1.11. So, okay. Full disclosure. All right. Oh. <laughs> it, for those of you watching, it was it was not too far. It was it was yeah. Okay. Right. You, you had but, to do it. <laughs> so, for as much as that was one-sided, we're going to our last round. We only have one game left. We only have two players left. And I'm going to be honest with you. As one-sided as that last one was, this one is just as one-sided the opposite way. So representing William Seam, the last person we have left is Black Widow. And representing First Class Counselors, the last player we have is Thor, the God of Thunder, who, if you remember, had never tried coffee before. So coming here to Earth and attempting to play this game might be a challenge because the name of this game is Phone Book or Yellow Pages. It's pretty easy. What happens here is... You just get a big old fashioned phone book or yellow pages and you tell your campers to find somebody's phone number or to fix a specific problem you might have. So if you have the yellow pages out, if for those of you guys who might be a little bit younger and don't know these, these are how you used to Google things that you needed to find. You would get this big yellow book and you would say, I need to fix my car. I need to get a tow, right? And you would go into the yellow books to the T section and find towing and then you would be able to call a tow truck to come and help you out and these yellow books would end up on your front lawn probably four times a year and you would get to use them and then eventually you'd never get rid of them and somewhere in your house you'd have a big stack of phone books <laughs> that you've collected over the years and you just don't know what to do with and at camp typically they become fire um, material something like that um, or they just find their own home somewhere in the camp corner and you find yellow books 15 years later, you go, what is this for? You can still find them at like local places to use. So if you see one while you're walking around, you just need one book and you can play this game. So for this game, we have Black Widow versus Thor. And I will hands down before we even start, I'm giving it to Black Widow. Thor has never seen a yellow, uh, the yellow pages before. Wouldn't know what to do with a phone if he had one, right? I'm pretty sure there's a whole like, thing between him and Mark Ruffalo where he's like a phone I don't need a phone and they're like it's a YouTube game like there's no way he's winning this <laughs> it's hands down Black Widow yeah when we were <laughs> we talked about this a little beforehand and we said that Captain America he would be good at this but he might even be too old for it but I think that Black Widow uh, might be the best person to do that on my team. So I got lucky for this one. Uh, Gamora, again, not from Earth, just like Thor. Okoye, Wakanda, Black Panther, Wakanda. So that's effectively not Earth. But <laughs> but Black Widow here, uh, I, I actually read a book. It, it was just a Marvel book, not quite a comic book, but it was Black Widow Forever Red and uh, in that book, at least, she is from, uh, it, it was some some country that used to be part of the Soviet Union. I forget if it was Ukraine or just so something around there. And and so she uh, definitely did not grow up like, uh, like Spider-Man did. She is going to be a lot more old school. She's going to know what she's going to be doing. And... And she also, just like a couple, uh, just like a couple other players in here, she doesn't have any superpowers necessarily, other than just being a strong fighter. And so, it, I'm I'm sort of glad in this one that 
I didn't need to waste a, a player with uh, superpowers on a, on a more tedious challenge. I, I we don't even need to spin the wheel. Like Black Widow's <laughs> gonna get Thor is yep. just gonna get angry and zap it with lightning and he'll lose. Yeah. All right. So he's above it. So so we put this into uh, into perspective now. So now it would be twenty to five, and the relay is worth fifteen. So there's still hope. But that's right. If we get the tie, then we'll, we will have a random tiebreaker, which I think we'll just do classic uh, Rochambeau, right? Rock, paper, scissors. We'll make it work. I, yeah. If we get to that, I, I do have an idea as well. And I'll, and I'll explain. I'll explain. We'll, we'll see if we get there. So we, we got to get through this. I, pick, I, though. I, I think we're getting lost in the, the not lost in the weeds. We're having great, awesome conversation. <laughs> we cannot do that about the relay or else this is going to be a 13 hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to go through what the relay rules are going to be for our listeners, there are five heats and then finishing with one team battle. So we'll be one-on-one and then a team at the end. It is worth a total of 15 points. So for those of you who are paying attention, William already said it, we got a 20-point score with the first-class counselors and a five-point score with Substantiate, which means that if Substantiate can get the win here, they will tie it and go into a tiebreaker round. I'm going to go through what the relay will be very, very quickly, and then we'll just work our way down through it. So in the first leg of the relay, we have hitting a bullseye in archery. Second part of the relay is building a fire that will cut a string. Third part of the relay is a pie eating contest where you need to find the penny that is inside. For those of you who want a more sanitary option, we did talk earlier about this. You can use a Swedish fish. Then we have... For the fourth round, speed beating, it's a piece of string. You got to put the beads on in a specific order. And then finally, we have this sponge butt square pants where there's a bucket or the lake that you have to dip your butt with a sponge attached to it, filled with as much water as you can, run or waddle, whatever your choice is, over to a bucket where you have to squeeze out the sponge to a specific line. And once the water fills it there, you may move on in the relay. And then finally, we'll be finishing our race with a team canoe <clears throat> where we will see who is the fastest to take the lead, uh, to take the win. So with that being said, let's get started here. And we're going to start with hitting a bullseye. We did pick our players ahead of time. So we have Spider-Man versus Black Widow. So I'm thinking right off the bat, this is pretty even. Black Widow is a trained assassin. She's hitting a bullseye first shot. Spider-Man is a, he's got his spider webs. I'm saying it's dead even going into the second round. I, I think first shot, both of them, bullseye it, and we move on. Uh, obviously, the archer in, in Marvel is Hawkeye. And uh, a, a couple weeks ago in MCU Heroes versus Villains playing hockey, I took Hawkeye because he's the most accurate um, person here. And so for this one with Black Widow, again, okay, pointing a gun and shooting versus uh, the arrows. Uh, I mean, depending on, there's a lot of variables here, distance, you know, what kind of bow and all that stuff. I know at camp there's plenty of different kinds of bows, but keeping it simple, I think it's safe to say that it'll be relatively even heading into uh, the second event. I'm going to argue against us again in that if Black Widow is a trained assassin, not yeah. everyone knows how to use a bow and arrow, right? If you have seen, like, it is not easy just to shoot a bow. And Peter Parker maybe has never been to summer camp. And, and like, being super strong, I think Black Widow has had bow experience before. Like, let's be serious, right? As an assassin, she has used it. I would say that Black Widow, if we're going to make this into a bit of a race, actually, I would put... If like three was they smoked them and they're way ahead, two was that they're ahead, and one is like give the slight edge to, I would give it a one or a two that Black Widow is ahead of. I'll leave that to the two of you, but I actually I think I really like your point. You know, Spider Man, he's kind of klutzy when he's not doing something that's in his power field, right? Like we can see him falling falling apart. So getting a bow and an arrow in his hand, sure he's accurate, and I think once he like sets the arrow and pulls it back and takes a shot he'll be fine but like knocking the arrow and getting the arrow like balanced before i think that's going to be really awkward where black widow is just a grab and shoot right and also you know she's friends with hawkeye may have 
tried it out a couple <laughs> times. But so for for scoring this, I think it might be interesting if we give a time advantage. So we say Black Widow's 30 seconds ahead of Spider-Man or whatever. Sure. And as it comes down to some of the others, like I know at my camp for Penny and the Pie, we have, I think it's a five or 10 minute uh, max. So if you can't find it then, then it just keeps moving on. Right. But it, but okay. it, that kind of thing. And, uh, and it could be cool to keep score that way. Okay, so Black Widow plus 30 seconds, moving into building a fire and cutting the string. If you've never seen that before, basically, first team to build up a fire so big that the fire cuts the string. Um, pretty simple. You set two stakes up, tie the string across with the fire pit underneath, and you go for it. And we have Thor versus Captain America. I'll, I'll let you guys start off with Thor for this one. Yeah, I think he just has that ability to generate fire already with the lightning bolt, right? So if he can, you know, get a little thunderbolt and lightning going on his hands, he's going to get a bigger fire going pretty quick. So he's not going to worry about a lot of like, did I build the structure right? Do I have enough tinder? At the end of the day, he's just like, let's give it a little more juice and it will light up for how he needs to. He may even sheet a little bit and just hold a piece of wood that he strikes with lightning, catches on fire and lets it burn the string. I think there's a big advantage here where Captain America might be busting all around to grab the stuff. Not only that, but Thor comes from a world. If you think about Asgard, you ever see a light bulb? No, it's all lit by torches, right? His whole world is, is using fire for those types of purposes. That's how they cook their food. There's no oven. He's on top of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's taking the more universe or I don't know if the nine realms are even the same universe, but you get what I'm saying. Um, then if you look at Captain America, he has, uh, you know, back in World War II, obviously they, it, it, you know, that wasn't like they were staying in luxury hotels every night. That was not easy. And not that Captain America was your average foot soldier, but just being around back then, I think he may have some ability. He's, he definitely knows what he's doing. It's a matter of, obviously, Thor here, he's going to get the fire quickly. So then for him, it's just a matter of building it up. For Captain America, you have to add this whole element of creating the fire. And I've tried using flint and steel. Not easy. I've tried using like a magnifying glass or glasses. Again, not easy. Uh, there's there's a few other methods and you know obviously we're not just handing them matches or lighters <laughs> and that would be that'd be pretty cheap so i i think that in terms of building the fire up i'd say it's pretty even but in starting the fire i would have to give maybe a minute 45 or 45 second or a minute advantage to thor for this one yep i'll take i, I i'll take a, a- 45 seconds. I don't know. Is that fine with you, Oliver? Yeah, I think so. 15 second lead there to, to take over. It's not bad. Yeah. And I think the next one, I think we might be going back to our, um, our like a random number generator or something like that. Cause let's figure out how to find a penny in a pie. <laughs> right. Yeah. We have representing the first class counselors. We have she Hulk and representing substantiate. We have Gamora. This right. Is- so, uh- yeah, so before we get straight to the spinner, which we're just going to leave at 50-50 for this, um, and it, it's not as simple as that because of uh, timing and stuff, but it, we, we can just figure it out after that. But for this one, I mean, finding a penny in a pie, usually at my camp, it's you know a funny kid or, or just someone that uh, that it re- really just someone that's funny and afterwards everyone laughs at and they enjoy the the tension of having pie cream and all that stuff all over them so uh, i'm not sure gamora completely falls into that category and i don't think she hulk does also yeah. but you know that I, just I would, adds a little context to it i think i'd give a slight edge to gamora just in terms of like logistics she is smaller then she hulk like that when you are big you got to root through it like maybe she can get into the pie super fast but finding a penny takes a little bit of like dexterity that when you're that big she hulk's not as big as hulk i don't think but like and i think it has a bigger i would give it like a 
I don't know, like a 64, like a 55, 45 on the spinner for, for Gamora. I 65. No, 55. Oh, 55, 45. 45. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll take anything I can get. And so <laughs> I think at least, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I think I, that's fair. What do you think of that spinner? And then the winner takes 15 seconds. So with Gamora, that would be catching up and she hoped that'd just be putting a little bit more lead on there. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And here it goes. Yes. Finally. I won the spinner <laughs> once, once. <laughs> All right. So we're neck and neck. Oh boy. Okay. We're this going into speed beating. And if you're like, what the heck is speed beating? Picture this. You essentially have a table full of beads. Both competitors are staring at this table full of beads. And there's a template of a, a basically a bead necklace from left to right. It would go like green, sparkly, orange, red, 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 black, clear. You'd have like, 25 to 50 beads. If you're at camp with our superheroes, we could do as many as we wanted. Um, you have to get the right pattern done. If you don't get it right, you got to dump your beads and start again. So uh, who can do that faster? We have Quicksilver versus Okoye. And I think Okoye is in trouble. So, I mean, I think that that Quicksilver, his speed does translate to the hands and being able to move that around. But it's not as simple as that. You also have to focus. You have to make sure you're matching the right ones. And to the point where putting, uh, say, it's 15 beads on a string won't be difficult for him. But trying to keep up with that in his head to where his hands are, I think that will be very Mm. difficult for him. And I think he could very easily make a mistake to the point where Okoye is not making a mistake. (laughs) Like, just realistically... Uh, she's going to be very focused while still moving her fan, her hands quickly in battle. We see her doing all kinds of things with her hands in different, uh, you know, martial arts movements. And because of that, I would have to give another maybe 20 second advantage to a Koye because I, I just don't think that Quicksilver he'll be able to, I don't think that Pietro will be able to keep up with what his hands are doing. I'm I'm on the Quicksilver. I think he's finishing that bead. He hands it to the judge, says, thanks, man. And he's on his way, right? He's <laughs> handing off that baton to the next person. Uh, and I think Okoye will do just fine in this. I think she'll get it done faster than the average person would. Um, but uh, it's just, it's a speed competition. And you've got the speedster of the MCU in it, right? There's the debate right there for me is a is a pretty hard battle to fight. Okay, so I'm willing to make the argument that let's say that uh, a spinner would be for if Quicksilver messes up at all, and then the result would be a 20 second advantage either way. How's that sound? What what are the spinner what what's the spinner odds? J- just fifty fifty. Does he mess up somewhere, or you, you could do a coin flip? <laughs> See, my, my issue, though, is I know he can mess up multiple times and still rectify that situation. It's like the decoder, right? It, it's similar to the decoder in that way. I, I, th- I think we, in terms of time, I'm happy to just call it a flip. Let's, let's just call it a flip on yep. this one. We'll set aside our competitiveness. Okay, <laughs> first class counselors gets the camp name. Substantiate gets the non-camp name. The winner is Okoye. Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> so we'll we'll give we'll give Okoye a twenty second advantage. Oh yeah. Uh, going into the next event, uh, a sponge butt square pants. I like it. Okay, Oliver. Uh, so so you're dipping your butt with a sponge attached to it and depositing the water into another place and trying to fill it. Uh, Ant Man versus Black Panther. Yeah. So I mean. Ant-Man, if he, are we talking about a bucket or the lake or how big is this body of water? Uh, It's not just about the body of water that you're taking it from. It's typically more about the amount of water that you are getting into your sponge. Um, Yeah, so so hypothetically, the sponges are the same size here. So even if Ant-Man blows up, then the sponge will be small. Uh, so if you're taking that into account, then I'd say 
this one has to go to black panther just because of speed they like uh, (laughs) however big their butts are isn't isn't or their sponges are (laughs) whatever but but black panther is just much quicker than ant-man and and i think that'll give a a decent advantage to black panther yeah i guess you're gonna argue can can ant-man increase the size of the sponge um, but if it doesn't matter based on where he's drawing it from, like, are you using a lake? Not every camp has a lake. Um, I don't know. Are we calling this a coin flip as well? Or did anyone feel strongly about otherwise? Like, will you, th- you Black Panther gets the win, I think. Yeah, I think that the coin flip could just be for circumstances. So just the way that things fall. <laughs> All right. In the spirit of timeliness. Yep. We'll put so a 20 Black second Panther. advantage too. Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now we're going into a team canoe. Everyone gets in a Voyager canoe, um, which can hold multiple people. They need to get across the lake. Um, I will give uh, each of you get 45. uh, I'll put it between Will and Oliver. Um, I will play the middle person here. You have 45 seconds to convince me who is going to win this canoe race with a 40 second advantage going to substantiate. Yeah. So 40 seconds here and I got 45 to tell you. So, Uh, The reason why I think we can win is just going to simply come down to the team aspect of this. I've brought it up a couple times throughout this. I drafted this team to win as a team. And this is the first team event that we've actually had throughout all of this. So, which, again, the shady stuff, (laughs) regardless. Um, uh, Coming back to it, just Captain America, the leader of the Avengers, the captain, he's going to be out there left, right, one, two, uh, just just keep going, and they're going to stay on course, and they're going to be powering through. Okay, okay. Uh, Oliver, rebuttal, 45 seconds, ready, set, go. (laughs) Well, I commend you, William, for coming in here with a team, but teams are great if they had some power behind them, and that's what (laughs) this team's got, all right? We have speed with Quicksilver. I could put him behind the boat, and those legs just literally become a motor, right? While you're here- It's not canoeing. It's getting the boat from A to B, is that's the goal, right? At the end of the day. If not, he's still doing 30 strokes- Okay, wait, wait, let me ask you this then. Is it when the canoe passes the finish line or when all five members pass the finish line? Oh, don't worry. That whole boat is going with all five five members. Um, So next is Ant-Man. He can become small, no weight added to the boat. So I'm almost eliminating, you know, 180 pounds there of a full-grown person. So right off the bat, my boat is lighter. Does he lose mass or volume? (laughs) <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's lighter if you look if you watch like movies and stuff his 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 weight doesn't change as much as far as uh, i know it, yeah, and I, I guess that's true with all the shrinking yeah um he is like because you think about it he gets flicked at some points right and he flies like a light like little bug or something yeah um and then i got power coming from thor and she hulk who are just gonna power muscle it as well and spider-man Everyone always talks. He's actually like one of the third strongest Marvel superheroes, like pound per body weight. So he is going to be stroking as hard as he can as well. We just have that power. And there may be like that minute or two where we're like figuring out how to put our boat straight or something like that. But when you're trying to get across an entire lake, the the power that this team has is just not calculable. It's they're flying Time, across. Time's up. Like they're time's, up. time's up. I I, regret, I I fixed the time for the, the little crosstalk we had going there. I love it. Okay. I'm going to, as a, as a biased but impartial judge, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to make it a 70-30 that our team wins this. Uh, Will, do you, feel, do you feel like I'm, I'm shortchanging you at all? My only question is, how much is it going to take back? 40 seconds in the water is not easy to come back from. We didn't establish a distance here, but if like the lake at my camp, it's probably like a quarter mile across. So that. uh, All right. All right. I'll give you, I'll give, that's a good argument. I'll give you a 64 on that one. So we'll, we'll, we'll dunk it down six points. We'll make it a 64 
36 uh, spinner. We'll send it to the spinner and we'll go home. We'll, we'll all go home. We'll shake hands. While you're setting it up, Will, what I was going to say is that at my camp, we do spirit points for every event. Win or lose, there is an almost, you can, um, you get like two points for a win, one point for a loss, and there is one spirit point uh, that both teams can earn. And if you show good sportsmanship, you get a, another point. So if a team wins and they're a jerk, they still get two points. But if a team loses and they're great sports about it, they get also two points. Right. But if a team wins and, and they're good spirits, they get three points. So the spirit points one, I would, that's why I'll give Will some points back and make it 64. Um, well, uh, the, the only, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. But also, <laughs> I'm thinking about the overall score throughout this whole thing. Because right now, yeah. let's say I win this spin here, which I have a 64% chance of, of doing. But then, then there would be a tie. So, right. So if that's coming into the tiebreaker, right, then that goes to me. So this right. sixty-four to thirty-six spin. I was saying, but I was saying sixty-four to us though, not to you. Oh, we would have the advantage. Like you have Quicksilver. <laughs> I'm with Oliver. We are strong and we are paddling hard. And yeah, I completely misread that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm bringing. I'm giving you some edge back with spirit points and all this stuff because I think we got you. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll bring up the spinner. <laughs> and here it goes. At the end of the day, we all had fun. Oh. There it is. <laughs> all right. So this the spinner went to Team First Class Counselors. And that is it for this episode. Thank you so much, Will, for joining us. Uh, that was a long one, but a good <laughs> one for sure. So uh, please, all the things we normally say, First Class Counselors, leave us a review. We'd love you forever. You can email me, find our emails in the show notes. Um, and make sure you check out all the great GoCamp Pro podcasts at gocamp.pro slash podcast and check the links for Substantiate. Listen to Substantiate. They're not all as long as this one, but they are all high quality, just like this one. And well, the first half of this one was a bit shorter. That's right. Yeah, that's true. All right. Oliver, do you want to send us off? Yeah, <laughs> real quick. I just want to say thank you all for listening. And camp is camp and camp's all good. First Class Counselors is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultants. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.